get ready to get sticky. Sticky Situations is sponsored by Corona Crush. Corona Crush is creating Jewish couples always. Join the Facebook group. Just search Corona Crush and look out for virtual speed dating events happening every other week. They're 100% free and 100% Jewish. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sticky Situations. I'm your host, Rachel, which obviously you already know because I'm unforgettable. Everyone, right now, whatever platform you're listening on, go follow, subscribe. If the platform allows for it, go give us a five-star rating and a glowing review. Only say nice things. Keep your negative comments to yourself. Go like Sticky Situations page on Facebook. Follow Sticky Situations Pod on Instagram. Follow Sticky Situations Pod on TikTok. Also, if you would like to be a guest on my podcast, the applications are in the socials. I don't remember where they are. They're probably hidden somewhere. But also, the application link is on my Corona Crush posts each episode. Or if you can't find any of those, then you can send me a DM on Instagram, again, Sticky Situations Pod, or send me an email at Sticky Situations Pod at gmail.com. Same goes if you want to date any of my single guests. I want to be a shotgun, so please give me that opportunity. I have some great people on the podcast, so just let let me try being a shotgun for you. I'll probably do a good job. So okay, but we'll get we'll get into the episode now. So. Everyone, we have an extra special guest today, as you all know, because I haven't given this shtick in a while. All of my guests are extra special, so if you want to come be an extra special guest, that's another plug to come be a guest on my podcast. So just reach out or fill out the application, whatever you want. Okay, extra special guest, please welcome my friend Dove. Dove, welcome to the podcast. Oh, glad to be here. Very exciting. I'm excited to have you here. Okay, so Dove, before we get into your stories and hot takes and everything that um, we're going to get into this episode, can you please tell my listeners your age, location, relationship status, and religious denomination? So I'm Dove. I'm from out of town, not from New York. I currently live in New York. Uh, I'm 30. It's a little scary to say, but I'm 30. <laughs> um yeah, it's okay. I'll be there soon. That's right. You're right. We were with uh, in the winter circle, and religious denomination. I would say Orthodox. Okay, we're out there. Just regular Orthodox. And relationship status. Oh yeah, um, single. I told myself a couple weeks ago that I needed to take like a two week break, but it has not. I'm still like mingling, so I think I'm single, and I think I need a break, but still mingling. Okay. Breaks are highly not, encouraged. Not a relationship. Okay. Breaks are highly encouraged, I think, because dating is exhausting. So that's that's, that's my script, hot folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's exhausting and sometimes you just need a break. Also, like the people out there sometimes aren't great. So just need to take a break so you can refresh to find the good ones. That's right. Settle down, but don't settle. And if, <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes you just gotta like, you just gotta take a breather. Like like you're in a, like a basketball game. Like sub me out, coach. Right. You know this is what you get having a guy in the show. You get sports metaphors. Um, you know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but I, I, yeah, I think I need to take a break. But for now, I'm still going strong. So. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. that's good for us because then hopefully that gives you stories. 
that's 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 true right sometimes you get <laughs> interesting stories when you're not getting to but yeah 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 so I've been actually on a pretty big dating break I've still been mingling a little bit but I haven't like decided to go on any dates so I get that but I still somehow have tons of stories so yeah you can definitely have stories when you're not even dating so in case anybody's listening to this and it's not like immediately when it comes out like they'll listen to this in a few months or three years maybe right probably Um, like a month or two this is tuba of week you know it's the jewish week of love right oh yeah it Um, actually is tuba of today right now for like another hour maybe yeah so it's it's uh how do you feel about i don't know what they they call the jewish week of love did i make that up but how do you feel about tuba of any interesting like tuba of experiences did you did you dress in white? Did somebody, you know, go to a party woman dressed in white? I know that's like a thing in biblical times, uh, anything like that. So I went to one of those last year and it was terrible and it was a complete mm. waste of time. So this year I decided to not do anything. And like my friends keep sending me events and I'm like, I just don't want to go. Also, like I'm in the middle of moving. So I'm like, would I rather spend money to go to an event where I'm not going to have fun and waste my time and my money? Or would I rather do what I have to do and maybe move into my new apartment and use that money to buy stuff for said new apartment? No, and I'm going with the ladder. Go with the ladder. Okay. <laughs> yeah, part, part of the night away. Don't worry about responsibilities. It's fine. You know? Yeah. I mean, like there is there. So we're recording on actual Tubob. So a lot of the events happened the night before when Tubob started. Cause right. as you know, the Jewish days start. For any, for anyone who doesn't know, Jewish days start at sundown the night before. So, but there's also stuff going on over the weekend, stuff going on tomorrow night. And like my friends keep sending me stuff and I'm like, I don't want to go. So I'm taking this tuba off. Nice. I should have. I didn't. I, um, someone sent me a, like a, a barbecue thing and the age range was very big. It was like an 18 year age range like 21 to 39 and usually that's kind of like eh, it's kind of red flag it's not gonna be a great event but i like barbecues i figured hey it's a barbecue you know what the heck i'll uh i'll go get some burgers and uh whatever happens happens and it was a total waste of time dating wise but i did have some very interesting conversations uh they weren't sticky but they were interesting <laughs> um so i usually these things are a waste of time but i also like feel like i always for me, I just take away something. Um, sometimes you just meet, meet new friends, like new guy friends for me. So from dating-wise, they're usually a waste of time. I have gone out with a couple people from dating events, but it, it's tough. You know, that's kind of like um, uh, some sort of like a, a cattle uh, analogy or something. But like, it's, it's kind of like you feel like you're, you're at the market a little bit. It's a little strange. You know, it's a little, it's a little weird. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't like the events that you're just like standing around and waiting, like just try to go up to people and talk to them. I find I'm very unsuccessful at those because my default is to just like be clicky with my friends, not because I'm clicky, but just because like I don't feel like talking to new people or it's like everyone's standing in like groups with their friends and like you don't want to be the one to like approach someone because like they're with their friends you're with your friends so I'm like, this is all a waste of time. Yeah. Get your perspective. So for me as a guy, like it is when they're like a cluster of girls, 
it is like intimidating to approach, right? If it's one girl, I go, hey, how you doing? Maybe two girls, but like you have a few girls, three's a crowd, as they say. You, you have it's a little intimidating to approach. Is that the same way for a girl to approach like a group of guys standing around talking? Oh yeah. Number one, oh, yeah. I don't like approaching guys. I'm mm-hmm. I'm like, and you guys know me, I'm pretty much the same in real life as I am on the podcast. Like, I'll just go and talk to people. Like, I'm fine. I can hold my own. Like, I'm not, I'm never worried about like being by myself somewhere, except for maybe at these dating events. But like, send me to a Shabbos meal where I don't know any, like, I get a random Shabbos meal invite where like none of my friends are going. I'm good. I could talk to the table, going to Shul, going to Kiddish, even if I don't roll in with my friends or my friends are out of town that week. Like, I can hold my own. Like, I'm pretty good at it, but. I just, I don't like approaching guys at these events like that because immediately they're like, oh, she's interested, but I'm not interested in her. And then they get weird. And I'm like, okay, but like, what if I just want to get you on my podcast? So, right. Now yeah. You have so, an yeah. Oh, I've been not like, the, meaning... you didn't have one before, but now you have like another. <laughs> I've been meaning to make business cards for like ever. And I keep saying it every time I go to an event, I'm like, I wish I had business cards, but I don't, I don't know. I definitely would feel weird going up to a group of guys, but also, like, I would feel like if a guy is standing by himself, he's probably a weirdo. Oh, I've been that guy. So that's a, I'm glad you told me because now I'm not going to do it. Um, like, maybe if he's with one friend. I don't know. Like, one friend. Right. Like, I don't know. I guess when my friends and I go and there's a bunch of us, we'll try to, like, pair off and, like, walk around in, like, pairs. Mm-hmm. That way we're, like, approachable. Because, like, okay, you might not go up to a group of, like, five, six girls, but would you go up to two girls? Yeah, I, I actually did last night. I, not to brag. I, I did approach <laughs> two girls last night. Um, and then I guess they have a signal where one of them left. Like, I don't want this guy, but you should talk to him. And, uh, yeah, I, don't know, I guess you guys are good with that stuff. Because as a guy, like, I, I remember you, you talked about one episode where, like, guys are just clueless and and yeah. like they don't know what to leave you know so i appreciate that yeah i don't know so i encourage everyone else to go to events but right now the right thing for me to do is to take a break from going to events what do you think the business card should say like are you ready to get stick and they're like what is what are you talking about no are you like like on end and they explain it yeah like, oh i kind of like that someone a card like are you ready to get sticky and like Sorry, I don't know who you are. <laughs> you know? No, I like that. The front says, get ready to get sticky, like beginning of my episodes. Right. And then the back has like my email address, the socials, and then a QR for like the Spotify. Right. Maybe like, uh, like, hey, yeah, slogan or something. I don't know. But you already have one. I guess that's the front thing. But yeah. Yeah. I- and then it would have my like logo on it. I like that. I'm going to get on this eventually, maybe one day. The singles event thing is interesting to me. I only recently started going in the past year. I never, like, I never, like, wanted to go to them just because I'm like, hey, if I'm, if I'm, I live out of town, and, and to me, dating, by definition, has always involved, uh, or I'm from out of town, I should say, it's always involved a lot of driving, and it's like, you're going to drive all that way for, like, for what? You know, not, maybe you meet someone, maybe you don't. So, but uh, last year, I've, I've started doing it, and it's been really interesting because it's the first time that I've like started running into people that I used to date and it never used to happen to me because I, I live out of town. Like all the girls I would go out with were like 
you know, New York, Baltimore, all, all these places, um, mostly New York, actually. And it's like a new experience for me. And the first time it was very weird, but now it's like, oh, whatever. Hey, how's it going? You know, just act friendly, treat them with respect and then move on. But it's a new experience for me for sure. Cause I never used to have any, I never, like I would date them and then I never saw them ever again. That was great. You know, but it's a new thing for me. Yeah. It's a New York thing. You just go somewhere and you see all the guys or all the people you've dated in the past. Right. And it's just how it is. I, I mean that I live in a neighborhood with predominantly uh, young professionals and I, I see guys I date all the time. Right. Also, I feel like um, as like I'm, I'm 30 now, so I'm not by definition, I'm not in my early twenties anymore. I feel like it gets less weird and more like, could be not everyone sees it like this, but I see it as more like, Hey, we're like, we're all in the same boat. And like, it's nice to, not that it's nice to see them because it's always going to be a little weird for me, but it's it's not as weird because it's like, hey, listen, we're all like, you know, there's nothing wrong. We didn't do anything wrong. We just, you know, the, the the pool gets a little bit like smaller as you like, as you get older. So it's like, you're going to see the same faces over and over by definition. And I, I think that's okay. Yeah, I agree. Some faces I don't want to see again, but oh, yeah. you just that's like. You get really sticky though, right? Yeah. Also, like now I have this podcast, so they know to stay in line or else I'm going to talk about them. Right. Yeah. Hold them to the cap. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So do you want to tell some dating stories? Sure. So I, I realized I, I had heard horror stories from people I've gone out with. Um, like one girl told me that a guy, they went to a beach at night and then the guy just start started, um, uh, minturating into the ocean um and that that shocked me but then i i started listening to your podcast and i was like oh wow they're like guys are animals i, I didn't realize yeah. this um i mean that part i knew but like to the extent um so i don't have any i don't have any horror stories because i don't know like i just don't have any thank god like no horror stories um could be mostly because like i'm a guy male privilege i don't know um probably probably that's that's got to be like 90 percent of it but also like most of the people that I've gone out with over the years have been like, I've, I've until like recently, like I, I last year I've really been like switching things up, like dating events, using more shavkhanim, um, you know, other things like just trying to be more, just switch a style up, like you know, just keep changing it up and trying new things. But historically, I've always like it's usually been the person setting us up knows me and them a little bit, one of us at least. You know reasonably well the other one a little bit so it was never like for the, for the most part not crazy like why would you think of that person for me um so i don't have any horror stories but i will say i have a couple interesting stories um the first one is first of all my first date ever i started dating a little later i was i started dating around like 23 maybe 25 i think 23 though and i really didn't know what i was doing um could could be i still don't Many, many people might say, the girls I went out with might say, I, I still don't know what I'm doing, but I feel like I'm, I'm like a veteran of the game now. I, you know, I have like, a, I don't even have to look up restaurants. I just know where I'm going to take here, you know, um, stuff like that. But I wore like a suit with, but no tie. I'm like, oh, I can't wear a tie. That's too formal. I wore a suit on my first date and then never again. It was so weird. I don't know why I thought <laughs> to do that. It was so strange. Um, yeah, one and done. That was, that was good. But my weirdest date, the okay, so I haven't had, I can't say I really had a bad date because 
in my early 20s especially i was like very focused on my career and like it was just work 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 and i um did not make a lot of time for social life like i i would see my friends at weddings and stuff i lived out of town and most of my friends were in yeshiva in new york or somewhere else so like i wasn't around them you know um that much and so i saw dating i'm like hey um all my life is like work stress this is a time where i get to just chill out with someone my own age and have a good time like just shoot the breeze so i i since that's how i started dating that was my mindset going in i've always associated dating with like not a happy place per se but like a little bit like i'm just going to have a good time like i, I like talking to people i love going to weddings and like meeting new people you know so that, that's the way i see dating and um so the but that being said the weird the funniest story was um someone who knew my mom was like i have to set up your son with this girl and i told my mom like and my mom like has been involved with like two dates of mine that's it like i i just like take care of it all myself because i you know i'm like yeah i don't need you any job like you know now my mom's great but you know i i, I yeah. like to do things myself you know um, i don't know if that's common or not no but i mean i she, think I told my mom she's welcome to try to find me a husband, but she hasn't. I mean, I also, like, I'm not from the New York area. My mom does not live here. Um, she doesn't know people. She'll, like, when she decides she wants to get involved, she'll, like, send me things on the internet. She's like, have you heard of this organization? I'm like, yes, mom. It's not my vibe. Like, right. bless her. I love her. She's great. But. Right. Yeah. So, she, a friend of hers, like, oh, I have to set your son up with blah, blah, blah. And I said to my mom, I'm like, I don't know this lady. She doesn't know me. How could she possibly, how could she possibly have a good idea? Uh, and it wasn't, um, <laughs> it was not, but anyways, it was, it was really funny because the person I looked at the resume, the person was a girl, um, looked at her resume and I saw the name of a friend of mine who I went to Yeshiva with when I was in Yeshiva, like this guy and I had a little bit of a, a tense relationship. Um, not that we didn't get along. It was just, he was a very intense guy. Um, I, at that point in my life, was a very intense guy, and we were just, like, it was never, like, we were never, like, didn't like each other. It was just very, things I did bothered him, and then things that he did I found funny. So it was very, it, 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 no, we not that we didn't get along, but it was, it was a little tense. And um, I saw his name, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to call him, like, to see if it's a good idea to go out, because I, the person setting us up had, didn't even know me. So I called him up, and he was like, she's not for you. She's too yeshivish. So I said, okay, um, how do I know you're not just saying that because you don't want me to go out with your sister-in-law and then maybe it works out and then you're stuck with me for the rest of your life. Um, <laughs> so I didn't say that part. I just thought it. Um, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, I hear, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, you're giving a lot to think about, right? And I, I didn't even think it was a good idea because I think I was 24 and she was 20 and I just thought she was too young for me. Um, people do it. You know, people, I know people who married for a long time with more age gap, but um, that was just the way I saw it. I, I didn't want to, I don't know. So anyways, I go out with her and uh, she says, yeah, it's my first date ever. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a waste of time. Uh, and it was, <laughs> and it was one and done. But to me, that was just like the whole backstory, like with the guy did not want me to go out. And I probably would not have gone out with this girl because I just didn't like see the relevance. But since he did not want me to go out very badly. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, you're not going to talk. Like, I'll, I'll go out with whoever I want to go out with. If they want to go out with me, that's their business, you know? So, um, yeah, that was, that was probably my, the one date where it was just a total, from just the the, the origin to everything, just a total train wreck. 
Um, but that's not a horror story, you know. No one, no one peed in the ocean in that story. So, <laughs> you know, it's okay. It's so funny. Like, right? Think about it. You could have been his brother-in-law. Like that would have yeah, been weird. Been, that would have been so weird. Um, that would have been. A, but it, it did lead into my next, just most bizarre story. Um, so it didn't work out with his, his sister-in-law. Um, she was too. She wished for me. She was too young for me. She was too first date for me. So um, didn't work out. But the guy, uh, my friend's wife, I say my friend, we were, fr- oh, we were friendly. You know, we don't really keep in touch anymore, but uh, I'll say my friend, uh, my friend's wife. So he, she tried to set me up with a couple of her friends and she had a friend from uh, Canada. I don't, I don't like, I don't want to like how much information I could give out from another <laughs> country. No, it's from Canada. Canada's fine. And, uh, Canada's a big country. Yeah, Toronto. And Toronto looks like saying someone from, from New York. Toronto, right? Yeah. That's how they say it. Toronto, not Toronto. Toronto. That's how they say it. Toronto. Two yeah. of my really good friends are from Toronto, so they're like Toronto. 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 We're from Toronto. We like poutine. <laughs> um, no, that's Montreal. And Tim, and Tim Horton. I think. Oh, that's, that's Montreal. I think poutine yeah. is like more Qu- Quebec. Am I getting that right? Montreal is Quebec. I've never yeah. been to Quebec. Quebec. Have you been to Quebec? I've never been to Canada. You're you're not missing out, but you it is an interesting. <laughs> I do have to like go. A knockoff version of America. <laughs> I do have to go. I have like I have a couple good friends who are live there and are from there. I just have yet to go visit. Listen, people are very polite there. It is true. Like they're super polite. So I like polite people. I'm from the Midwest, so like. Like people right. are great. I'm from out of town. We hold doors for people, right? Yeah. People like say hi to you. Like when I go home, I genuinely have to like recalibrate my brain to like when someone waves at me, I have to like not be like, oh my God, do they know me? Do I know them? Am I supposed to be waving? To be like, no, they're just being friendly. Right. They're not. Yeah. It's, in New York, it's totally different. If someone's waving at you, they're probably like, on crack looking for money yeah on crack or looking for money or something um, yeah or no no it's, it's there's no other option um <laughs> or so, waiting at the person behind you i hate when that happens yeah <laughs> you just always feel so stupid no matter what i just assume they're not waving at me and then sometimes they are and i do know the person but i can't see their face from that far away and then they feel stupid and then i feel stupid for making them feel stupid it's right. a whole thing yeah so, oh yeah, back to the story. Uh, yeah, Toronto. back to the story. So she had a friend from Toronto who was in Lakewood for a wedding. So she's like, hey, you want to come go out with her? So I went out with her a couple of times. And at that point, I was in a real dry stretch. I'd just gone out with people who were not right for me. Again, never had a bad date, really. But people just not right for me was not, they weren't relevant. And I was just very like uh not desperate but i was desperate to go out with someone that i you know normal um you know someone i thought was like i don't know normal not like the people were weird that i was going out with but just not relevant at all and i i so i went with this girl and it wasn't like a connection or anything but i was like hey she's normal keep it going so she goes back to canada and we did like a few facetime dates which are I'm not a big fan, you know, I'm like an in-person guy. You know, how do you feel about FaceTime dates or, or Skype dates or whatever, Zoom, um, whatever the that is? It depends on 
I don't know. Because, like, I would like to, like, I always have, like, a phone or video call before I go out with someone. Um, Because I can get off the phone and, like, 20, like, if I schedule, like, a video call with someone and it's a first, like, call, date, whatever, and they're not it, I could be off in, like, 20 minutes or less. But, like, I don't, if it's someone who I, like, really like and want to spend time with, then... it's hard to say i haven't dated that much long distance so like i've had a few like long distance things if you want to say they like never ended up going anywhere because we never like actually met in person but i don't know i think if it's between dates it's good like you guys all know my story like i dated i started dating someone it was like some COVID stuff going on. So then we like both each kept having exposures. It w- this is like earlier in COVID. Now nobody cares about COVID. But like we all kept having exposures. <laughs> we all we all keep having kept we both kept kept having exposures. Uh-huh. So then we like we had like one in-person date and then like three or four video dates. But then nice. like but I always knew I was gonna see him again unless we ended things like the plan was to, like go out in person again and he was we were both in new york so like it wasn't i don't know was he ducking you no what was he just ducking you like oh i am i'm sick i get COVID again what can i do no no. <laughs> no no we actually dated for a little while after that but i don't know i guess for i don't like long distance because for me it never works out Mm-hmm. but i mean i'm still open to it i don't know i can't say i guess it depends on the person with the the facetime dates i think it's really hard to like have facetime dates with no end in sight like to see each other in person right yeah which is why i kind of did what i did like i did a couple facetime dates and i was like look i uh we should go out in person i'll come to toronto and if you want i said to him and i'm like come if it doesn't work out don't feel bad i have cousins there that i wanted to visit anyways i said i'll visit niagara falls if it doesn't work out it's fine so back and forth i don't know maybe should have taken that as a sign that it was gonna end up being a no which it was um obviously because we're here but um so I, I decided to go to toronto and i decided to drive in um in march so march you figure oh. it's like the beginning of spring not no. it was spring in America, not in Canada. So no. I uh I hop in. I actually didn't even take my car because I was driving like a, a beat up truck that could not make it. And also got horrible gas mileage and it's like five hundred miles. So I borrowed my grandfather's uh Corolla, which is for people who don't know, a very small car, which does not do well in the snow. Um and I drove I think maybe Matsushabas Saturday night after Shabbat. For those uh, not familiar with much shops, right? Uh, Saturday night, and I drove all night. And in the middle of the night, which again, I wouldn't drive at night nowadays. That's like crazy to me to drive 500 miles at night. That's just stupid. But I was stupid back then. I'm still stupid now, but just <laughs> in different ways. Um, not even less stupid, just different stupid. Um, <laughs> I drove all night, and the, of course, the blizzard in the middle of the night. No one on the road but me and my little Corolla. Um, and it literally, it was very scary, um, but I made it through and, um, I got there and then at the, at the, at the border, they're like, 
just like a dude traveling by himself with like maybe had a backpack like i was gonna stay overnight or two nights whatever they're like is this your car i'm like uh no because <laughs> I, was, I was so sleep deprived um it's like my, it's my grandfather's car so they, they of course searched the trunk you know looking for i guess drugs i don't know but as i get there <laughs> bombed out of my mind because i'm driving all night of course i'm an idiot so i go out the, the same day you know i don't give myself oh, no. i'll be there did you First take a nap of, yeah i did take a nap i did take a nap um but at my cousin's house so that was cool um very grateful for them and we went out and it was, it was actually it was a good date we went to the aquarium i love aquariums um the zoos i feel a little guilty i don't know if you if you know the zoos i always feel a little guilty because it's like yeah they're, they're trapped there you know but fish they're stupid yeah. so who cares well except for like at the aquarium you also have the dolphins and like True. the other uh, like not fish right so or i feel like the, the same sharks. way about them as the the, the the zoo sharks are sharks animals or fish i feel like they kind of they have, a, they have a fin in both camps. Well, scientifically, I think they're fish. They are fish, scientifically, but are they smart? Are sharks smart? Um, is it like, is water I don't know. Are sharks smart? We don't know. They're smart enough for me to be deathly afraid of them, so. Right. And if you start I don't know playing, if that's a smart um, level, but. Like, what's the Jaws theme? Like, but. Um, no. But. I'm um, afraid of then sharks. They get really, then they get really smart. I'm yeah. That's a smart thing. Be afraid of sharks. Yeah. Um, although Finding Nemo did teach us that fish are friends, not food. <laughs> but definitely be afraid of sharks. Anyways, the aquarium was great. Love fish. Very. That's one. Of, you ever been in an aquarium where they have like the overhead? I'm mm-hmm. gesturing with my hands for people who can't see. Uh, who are just listening. <laughs> Nobody can see except for me. Nobody can see. Um, they have like a. Oh, I'll try to. It's a radio. It's the feeder of the mind. There's an a glass archway. And you walk through this glass tunnel, and there are fish above you. Um, and I, I like that. That's cool. So it was, a, it was a good day. And at the end, I said, so do you want to do this again? Or something I'm sure very clever and, and charming. And she, of course, said no. And then I drove her home. And we, it was a very interesting conversation. We are kind of just like talking about, hey, just doesn't work out sometimes. What are you going to do? One of those. Mm-hmm. And um, then I went to Niagara Falls on the way back, and it was frozen so oh wow yeah it was that was quite a sight i don't know have you been to niagara falls and that was the end of the story not i've been on the american side yes i went on the canadian side and um they They say say the canadian side's better i feel like i have to go back when it's it's summer and then go in the made of the mist boat thing to really experience it yeah that's what i did yeah but on the american side i think it was good this was like i was in high school so this was a long time ago right so i don't really remember but okay. i mean it was cool it was, it was niagara falls niagara falls that's right people get married there right jim and pam i wouldn't get married there though i think it's like cliche right but also like i don't want my dress and my hair and my makeup to get wet like you get wet right. like you're wearing a poncho i'm like so if i'm get getting married, married well, you could get married on. Oh, yeah, that might yeah. be issues. That might be problematic. You could get married oh, on no, the US just, side. Just dunking on Canadians. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Yeah, so it's like at the wet, though. Yeah, the whole wet wedding thing, not ideal. Um, how do you feel about weddings on the beach? That's like a popular thing. Not amongst Jewish circles so much, but it's a thing. Um. So I feel like when I was younger, I was like, oh my God, I want to get married outside. Like, 
it's so nice. It's really pretty and everything. And then I've been to a bunch of outdoor weddings and I'm like, I want to get married in the inside where the elements are not there. There is AC and my dress isn't going to get dirty. Nice. I went to a wedding at that fancy place in the Bronx, Marino Del Rey. Mm-hmm. You ever been there for a wedding? Yeah, but only in the winter. So we didn't, it wasn't outside. So for those that don't know, and I did not know until I went, Marino Del Rey is a swanky joint in the Bronx in New York. It's on like the water, right? I've only been there once. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the invitation. It was a it was a wedding that it was my grandfather's uh in, in Hebrew the word is mechutan, which basically means the his his son-in-law's parents. So basically like the people my grandfather's daughter married a person, a man, that person's family were making a wedding there. They invited my grandfather. He needed somebody to drive him. And the wedding invitation just said Marino Del Rey. And I knew I'm like, this has to be a really fancy place if you're not even going to put an address, <laughs> you know? Anyways, they had the wedding out there and it was so hot. And they started doing this thing at weddings where they make speeches at the, at the chuppah during the wedding ceremony. I don't like that. What is with that? Who wants this? Who asked for I it? I don't like any of that. Yeah, I want the chuppah thing. to be quick. Yeah, chuppah should be quick. Like, do the thing, say the blessings, say the brachas, right? And then keep it moving. Like, we, got, we, got, we got things to do. We got to, I we want leave. no speeches at my, my chuppah in the future. No speeches. I'm that. No speeches. There could be speeches at the reception. No speeches at the chuppah. Yeah, but they had, they had like 40, not 45, but they had two speeches. And it was oh outdoors. And it was it was a 90 degrees day and they were literally handing out water bottles during the, the chuppah, during the wedding ceremony. And just like the cognitive uh, dissonance, I believe is the term, they realize it's hot because they're handing out water bottles, but nobody thought, hey, maybe we should just get it, get on with it. You know, so yeah. that's my morning that's already experience. Yeah. So I want my wedding indoors. I mean, I went to a couple of outdoor, I feel like, no, I've been to outdoor weddings even not during COVID. But I went to a few also during COVID. One, it was like the hottest day of August. It was like 90 degrees. I think today's their anniversary, actually. Awesome. Um, it was it was a beautiful wedding. And it was a beautiful wedding. But the chuppah was kind of torture because it was fully... Like, there was a tent for the reception. But the chuppah was, like, directly in the sun. And it was, like... It was an early wedding, I I think. Or at least it was it was August. So it was a really long day. So the sun was blaring by the time it was the chuppah and it was 90 degrees. And I, I think I like sweat all my makeup off. Like you can't actually, no, I didn't wear makeup. It was COVID masks. Um, but like, you can't do that. And then conversely, I also went to a wedding during COVID that nobody told me it was going to be outside, but it was outside and it was the end of October and it was freezing and I was not dressed for an outdoor wedding right. in the freezing cold. And it was very unpleasant i would have dressed very differently like i i don't know like i i luckily had a jacket but i didn't wear tights i wasn't wearing like like i don't know girls shoes don't cover their whole foot no especially if they're not wearing tights i think i had like my uggs and my my it was it was one of my good friends from home so my parents were there too so i think i had my uggs in the back seat of the car I feel like, I don't know if I got them at all during the wedding. My friend and I just decided to get drunk because that was the only way to stay warm. Um, <laughs> and great. we did. And it worked. 
but right. yeah no i whenever the day comes that i get married it will be indoors 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 it will still be beautiful but indoors beautiful i have been to weddings where like um Actually, some most of them were Hasidish where this happened, but also not not Hasidish or Hasidic as some people might might know it as, where they just do the they do it very quickly outside and then they go back inside. Um, which I guess is what happened to Marina del Rey, but it just wasn't quick. But what a party it was, though! That was a lot of fun that wedding. Um, it was very interesting because it was I didn't know most I knew like some of my relatives there, but I was just there as a driver. So I didn't really know anybody, and it was just a very, very interesting time. It was a big party, though. Two thumbs <laughs> up on Marina Del Rey. It's fun. Yeah, if you get an invite to Marina Del Rey, go. It's really beautiful, and it's fun. I want to go back. Yeah. yeah, the only wedding I went there was in the winter, so it was not outside. But it was pretty. It was a pretty venue. Yeah. But um, before we continue our discussions, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Sticky Situations is sponsored by Corona Crush. Are you tired of swiping on dating apps? Tired of guessing whether the cute guy or girl you keep seeing around is Jewish and or single? Then you need to run, not walk, to join Corona Crush. Corona Crush is a Jewish organization working to create Jewish couples always. Corona Crush has over 30 confirmed engagements, over 22,000 members from all over the world, and has set up over 50,000 speed dates. Join the Corona Crush Facebook group and post yourself or have a friend post you and see who reaches out. Fill out the survey to sign up for virtual speed dating events happening every other week. Corona Crush is 100% free and 100% Jewish. Worst case, you end up with some stories of your own. Best case, you find the love of your life. Try it out today. Here on Sticky Situations, we tend to focus on bad dating stories. But sometimes, dates do go well and lead to proposals and weddings. Who would have thought? And what do all of those require, you might be asking? Well, the answer is flowers. Who doesn't want flowers from someone they've been seeing? Don't forget, flower petals and bouquets needed for proposals. And that's even before all the flowers that go into weddings. Sticky Situations is sponsored by Primrose Flower Shop. In my opinion, Primrose is the coolest flower shop around and has the best customer service to fulfill all of your floral needs. Primrose offers a range of services from your basic bouquets to subscription services where you can get flowers delivered once a week. They deliver all over the tri-state area, including Manhattan. Primrose does weddings, bar and bat mitzvahs, and other simchas. I've personally been to a wedding where Primrose did the flowers and the work they did was beyond gorgeous. Primrose additionally offers in-store proposals, including a romantic setup with candles and music. Primrose is located at 2922 Avenue M in Brooklyn, and the phone number is 929-376-9815. You can also follow Primrose on Instagram at PrimroseNY. So, if you can't get someone out of your head, buy them some flowers from Primrose. They'll either love it or they'll find you really creepy. But regardless, the flowers will be out of this world. And we're back. Wow. I feel changed. <laughs> okay, so I think one of the interesting things that um, Dove and I were discussing before the podcast that he said that he wanted to talk about um was surprisingly a topic that we haven't really talked about um which was breakups 
Um, because so, I'm like, I'm like, what is she talking about? I don't remember what we talked about. <laughs> uh, breakups, yeah. Yeah. So, Dove, what did what did you want to discuss about breakups? Well, when we look at my notes here, oh yeah, breakups. You know, breakups are funny. A lot of I I went through a breakup in like January, and it didn't. I felt like I got on from it pretty quickly. So I was really into this girl. Like I hadn't been into a girl in like a long time. So I was really into her. And and the reason we we like she she broke up with me, she dumped me. But it was it was kind of like over an issue that we were discussing the whole, you know, most of the time we were dating. Um and I was like pretty devastated, but then I immediately like got over it, or so I thought. But then I taught I took a trip, I had a pre-scheduled trip to Israel. I went and then the whole time I was like listening to breakup songs and like it didn't connect in my head until after I got back. I was like, oh, you were like, you were not, you were not happy. Like you were, you would have, you know, you were, you weren't, uh, you weren't over being sad about it. So it's kind of something I've thought about, you know, recently. And I would say with breakups, what do you think the the best way to break up with someone is if you've only been going out maybe a, a couple of dates. I, th- I think I know the answer, but you know, a couple like of dates. Just a couple saying, hey, dates? Feeling... Yeah, just a couple yeah, dates. Yeah, like, hey. I send a text. I say, hey, it was really nice getting to know you. I don't think this is a match. Best of luck with everything. Is it better to do it through a phone call or a text? Which would you prefer? Um, I hate talking on the phone. So okay. I've had guys like call me to end things on the phone after like two dates, three dates. And I'm like, this could have been a text message. Like, right, so I'm that guy. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, I understand they're just trying to be nice and whatever, but like, I'm not attached. And also, but it's just also a me thing. Like, I, I'm sure the respect, most respectful way is doing it over the phone. But I just, I don't have a lot of time in my life. I mean, sometimes I do. But in general, like, I need to, like, schedule phone calls. I don't like when someone just calls me. Um, So I, like, need to mentally prepare for a call. I need to set aside the time for the call. And, like, sometimes it's not a big deal. Like, sometimes I'll get home from work and I'm just, like, hanging out watching TV that night. And, like, that's okay if, like, a guy wants to call me, meaning text me and then call me. But, like, I just hate talking on the phone. So if you're just calling me to tell me that you don't want to date me anymore... You could just text me that. Yeah, not like, hey, I didn't, I didn't need to talk to you to hear the bad news. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm like good. this didn't need to be a fo- like, you know, those like the memes, like, oh, this meeting could have been an email, yeah, like it could, yeah. it could have been a text. Right. So I, I definitely get that. Um, I'm just, I guess, I'm one of those guys where I feel like it just feels like dehumanized, almost like if you when you get work assignments via email and it's like, hey, I prefer um, that. You prefer that? Uh, I yeah, because then I have the detailed it, instructions. I do like that part, but sometimes when it's like been a while since you talked to your boss, but like for me, I don't like I don't that. work. I okay, so I have. I'm like, hey, I'd like a little, little, little FaceTime, like just you know, let let's talk it out a little bit. But maybe that's just the kind of person I am. I'm a talk it out guy. So I don't um, know. Like, I mean, I am in the office like basically five days a week, and I sit right between. I'm an account. You guys already know my job. So I sit right between the assistant controller and the controller who are like my two like supervisors. So like sometimes they'll email me stuff to do, but like, that's nice. Right. Cause then I have like a detail of it, but 
a lot of the times, like the one that I work with the most, he'll like send me an email of what he wants done. And he's like, let me know when you have a second to discuss. And then I'll just turn to him and be like, hey, want to discuss this? Because we literally sit right next to each other <laughs> in an open yeah. workspace. So That's then cool. he'll like, he'll, well, one of us will go over to the other one's desk and discuss. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's all personal preference, but definitely one, two dates. I don't think needs to be a call. I think if it's like three dates and more, then right. that's or like more than three dates. I feel like the three date mark is like safe. Like you could send a text. If you want to be really nice, you could do a call unless you know the girl hates phone calls. But also like then right. what do you do? You just cold call her out of the blue and be like, hi, I don't want to keep dating. I don't want to date you anymore. Or you'd be like, hey, can I call you when you have a second? Then she knows well, what's going to happen. It's got to be scheduled because you don't want to catch her in the middle of dinner with like her family or, or her friends or whatever. And and then she just has an extreme, she might have an emotional reaction. You never know. People are, you After know, have emotions. Dates? I don't know. I, I mean, like, if, dates, if but... I've gotten emotional over a guy after, like, three dates or less, like, it's not on the phone with them. Right. I don't know. I guess I, I, I definitely I've never called someone out of the blue and, and broken up with them. Um, it's always been like, a, hey, when's a good time to call you? Yeah, but then um, don't you think she knows what's happening? Yes, yeah, so I think like she... it prepares her a little bit mentally, yeah. And so it's then... usually like a 30-second phone call. Like, hey, I think you're great. Okay, uh, still great. Uh, I'll think of someone for you maybe, whatever. Okay, bye. You know, just one, time, one time a guy scheduled a call to end things with me like two days in advance. Wow. And I'm what? like, yeah, I was like, bro, you could have texted me. I don't care. <laughs> and we had gone on three dates. Like, he's like going on and on and on on the phone. He's like, I think you're really great and all of this. I'm like, you're not breaking my heart. Like, I'm okay. Like, you right. know, like this could have been a text message. I, I literally am fine. I don't care. And he's like, no, don't you understand? I was listening to Don't Go Breaking My Heart all day. Prepping for the song <laughs> call. Um, what do you mean? Yeah. I don't know. It, it's I hear both sides. Um, maybe it depends on the person. You know, I I, always uh, send a text. I I hate texting. I hate texting. So maybe it's like you hate phone calls. I I like phone calls. I hate texting. I'd rather just pick someone up and have a thirty second phone call. And like, yeah, okay, okay, bye. You know. Um, yeah, I just I think it's a lot of effort because I'm definitely a type the type of person that I need to have calls scheduled unless like I'm really like dating dating someone like I don't know when I've had boyfriends in the past like. If they call me, they call me. If I like, if I can't come to the phone, like my ex boy, well, he would also. We were dating when I was fully working from home, so like, I don't know. He didn't have like a nine to five like desk job, so he would just call me when like I would text him during the day, and then he would call me when he had like a set. Usually when he was driving somewhere, he would like call me and talk to me. But like I don't know. Sometimes he would call me and I was in a meeting, so I would ignore his call and just be like, "Hey, I'm in a meeting. I'll call you after." Like, that's yeah. different. I think it depends where you are in the relationship. Like, we we had been dating for a couple months at that point already. So, like, that, okay, you could just cold call me out of the blue. But I don't want some guy who we haven't established that we're in a relationship or anything just calling me out of the blue. Couple couple months, does that mean it's got to be in person or you do that over the phone? It doesn't have to be you, but in general, what would your advice be to all the folks out there? Um, so probably like if you're in a relationship, it should be in person, but I will put in the caveat that 
I will not make a guy drive to me to be broken up with. Like, I dated someone for, uh, we dated for like two months and we were in a, like we established we were in a relationship and I ended things with him, but I did it over video call because like he lived in New York, but not in the city. And he would like drive to come see me. And I'm like, I'm not making you drive all the way to me so I can break up with you. Right. That seems cruel and unnecessary. Yeah. And like, I don't have a car and I'm not getting on the train to go break up with someone like I don't know. I guess like my other like actual significant relationship that was it it was kind of like it happened over a period of time like discussion kind of like we were saying like we started discussing some things that like we weren't on the same pages about and then that kind of snowballed and like I don't know part of our breakup conversation was over the phone and then it's like okay let's like meet and talk and like I I think gives better closure but it's also harder. So. I like the idea of getting on a train to go break up with someone that seems very, like, posh. And uh, I don't know, just like there's an old movie, which I've never seen. It's called Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Could you've heard of it? It's, I think, about a guy who, like, goes to Washington to do a filibuster, maybe. So that's the kind of energy I, I imagine getting on a train to go break up with someone. Like, I've got some very important business to take care of. Got to go break up with somebody here, you know. I don't know. Well, I'm not getting All on, times. like the LARR or the NJ Transit to go break up with someone because what you go you break up with them and then you have to wait an hour for the next train like oh, no nice. thank you yeah, also nice. like also like I don't I, I try to not leave the city unless someone drives me so and I don't have a car so, so you're stuck it doesn't on an leave island. a lot of options it doesn't leave a lot of, yeah <laughs> but I don't know it's a really it's a tough call and it also depends on it depends on the people. It depends on the situation. Like, if a guy does something that's bad and that's why I'm ending things, like, I don't want to talk to him on the phone. I'll send a text and be like, I, I'm i really bad. And sometimes, like, I don't take the high road and I just, like, unleash my wrath on them. But I'd rather do that over text message. Always taking the high road. Um, Meaning, like, thankfully. I don't know. Not I like back. to tell guys what they do wrong. Right. I would love to do that, but I just feel like, again, I'm not telling you what to do or anyone. (laughs) No, I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. No, it's not. It's not wrong. Maybe you need to like get it out of your system. You don't have to think about it for the next three days. Right. You know, that's, I think maybe it could be healthy. Who knows? I don't know. Um, I just feel like I know that I don't like, it's, I don't feel like I should waste my time trying to like convince someone to change. It's like, they're not going to change. They're not gonna listen to me. Like we're not in each other's lives anymore, you know, going on separate ways. But um, I haven't. I've only been in that situation a couple times where I felt like I strongly disagreed with what they were saying and what the way they saw things, and I just didn't think it was worth the effort. And I knew it wasn't gonna change anything, so I said, "Hey, you know, call kavod, uh, which is a idiom in Hebrew, which means I don't know. Lit- I mean, literally means all the honor, but it means hey, you do you." <laughs> you know eh, i don't know if it literally if it means that but i would say though tell me if i'm wrong i always assumed like if you're gonna break up someone keep it brief because no one wants to have their heart broken possibly depending on where you are in the relationship or maybe not have a heart. like nobody wants someone like i don't want to hear like you broke up with me i don't want to hear from you okay like shut up stop like i don't want to hear from you anymore so keep it brief right yeah have you ever had a girl ask why I remember. Maybe. 
Um, I don't know. I've definitely given reasons before, but let's say you um, go on two dates with someone, you don't click. Yeah. Like you just say a generic. Like I feel like I after say two I don't days, like, working out long term, I just don't see it going anywhere. So. Yeah, but then you've never been hit with a why. I guess not. I guess I'd remember that why, because I'm a, I'm a picky person. No, like it's like. No, I'm not honest, asking yeah. why. I'm just saying yeah, like, no, have right. you ever? No, yeah, like I never ask why. Um, I mean, let's be very honest. Like, let's be really real right now. Um, I, right. in the majority of my dating situations, I've been the one to break things off for the most part. I would say right. probably 80, 85% of the time, but I've gotten asked why. And I hate that. Like, well, it's, but I would, if someone asked me why I'd say you didn't offer to split the tab and the coffee on the first date. And that really bothered me. Is that actually a deal breaker? No. What? I don't no. even pretend to reach for my wallet on the first like two or three dates. Dude, dude's got to pay. That's, that's, that's the job. Yeah. No question. Listen, about it. I paid a lot for my hair, makeup, dress, effort like yeah he can pay for you gotta play your part you have to play your role and that's that's your role is to pay like it's not i don't know that's the way i see things in fact when a girl offers to pay from me it's usually like not a red flag it's usually like oh what's what's what am i doing wrong here like what's going on it's very nice it's here's what's a good thing girls out there let me preach a little bit here um, I don't know what I'm talking about, so don't actually take it <laughs> seriously. But I, I'd say for me personally, just I can't speak for every guy out there um, as much as I'd like to. It's always like coming from out of town. It was always really nice when girls offered, like when you're like into a little bit, like they offer to meet you halfway or offer to come to you. It was always like, oh, that like means they're like a giving person. They want, you know, they they see it's like, you know, it's very hard to drive a few hours from out of town to go to New York or somewhere else for a date. And after you've gone out a few times, the girl offers to meet you or to come to you. Um, I would always turn them down uh, for usually, but it was always like, oh, that's a good sign to me. So I don't want to have a girl offer to pay on like the first however many dates. But like if you get into a little bit and they offer to pay, it's it's a nice gesture and, and it makes you feel uh, may appreciate is the word, maybe in it together is the word. I don't know. It's a nice sign. Uh, I wave them off. You know, I got this coach. Let me, let me. I'm just score the basket, but like it's always a nice sign, but not on the first few dates. Come on, guys, what are you doing? I mean, yeah. a, a couple stories have been on the podcast where guys are splitting the date on uh, the, the bill on a coffee or something. That's a little weird. Yeah, no, I, I, I would say no to a second date if a guy did that. Yeah, it's a red flag. And if a girl, a flag, if a girl yeah. offered to, it's a little like emasculating if a girl offers to like pay or split the bill on the first date. It's like. I don't know. Not for me. Like, like you're saying, when you're into it, like a few dates in, okay, that's when I'll start being like, oh, do you want me to pay? Do you want me to plan a right. date? Like, I don't really offer to go to guys because I don't have a car. But like, if if we're both in the city, I'll be like, okay, do you want to meet? Like, first date, I expect him to come to the area that I specify. Right. Whether it's like by my apartment, by my office, like... <laughs> wherever we're like meeting i'm like this is like this is i want him to ask like where the best area is for me to meet but i will likely depending on the time will say like the area by my apartment or the area by my office 
So what I have a funny breakup story. Um, it was okay, so like you said, you usually break it up with the guys, right? You mm-hmm. break it off, break it up, break it off. Yeah. Um, rolls off the tongue. So my early twenties, I definitely it was like most of the time it was the girls who broke off with me. And it was good because I was very inexperienced. I didn't really know what I wanted. And it was just, hey, you think it's not going to work out? That's great. Like, I don't have to think about it because I was still learning. What Every time I go out, even still, not as much now, but I always felt like I got a better understanding of, like, what kind of person I was looking for. Like, oh, I like that about that person. I didn't like that about that person. Um, I never experienced that. I never, you know, new perspectives, yada, yada. You meet new people, it broadens your horizons, all that, all that jazz. But um, so the first time I had to break it off with someone, or the first time that I had to break it off not through an intermediary, like a shotgun or just someone who set us up, um, I was going out with this girl, and I, I really wasn't feeling it. But, um, you know, the shotgun was, like I said, the, the shot was a shotgun. Uh, it wasn't like a like an official shotgun, but you know, shotgun. I said I'm not always feeling it. You know, go out again. You know, you know the whole story. They push you to go out again. Went to Israel in the middle for a couple weeks, and I was in Israel thinking like I should break up with this girl. What am I doing? But I kept going out. Didn't know what I was doing, and then Perm rolled around. Uh, Perm is a holiday. For those who don't know, uh, it's a one day holiday, mm-hmm. and it is marked by. Uh, excessive drinking and uh revelry it's it's a party holiday it's you have a good time you have you, you have a good time it's a happy holiday it's not a sad depressing i guess most holidays are happy but it's it just it's a one day it's a it's a party time so um i was gonna break up with her and then i said hey if i break up with her before perm i'm gonna ruin her perm so right am i wrong i mean it depends how long you've been dating and how attached. I felt very little attachment, but we have been dating a little bit. We have been dating maybe like five weeks. So it was this amount of time. In, in my circles, that's a little more a little more time. Like for me, uh, that's a decent amount of time in my dating uh, stratosphere, I would say. Um, it doesn't sound like a lot of time, but like for me, no, it's, I mean, it, that point. it is. It's, like, not insignificant. It also depends how serious... Like, it's not even the amount of time. It's, like, how serious you are about the situation. Like... Right. Yeah, and I I was not serious. But, I I mean, I was... Yeah, (laughs) I I was serious, but I wasn't serious about the girl. But I definitely took it seriously. Like, every date I go on, I take seriously. I always, like, give it my all, I feel. Um, Like, I really mean that I don't don't phone it in, I think. Could be girls I've gone out with would disagree, I'm sure. But uh, so anyways, I broke up with her at the end of perm. But I was, I was, here's his thing. I couldn't break up with her before perm. We're going to ruin her perm. I couldn't break up with mm. her the day after perm because it was a Friday. And I just want to be so able to. So you're going to ruin her Shabbos. During, what do you say, during Shabbos? You're going to ruin her Shabbos. Right. So the my, I think my, my sister-in-law told me like, oh, no, so she had some sort of Shabbos plan with her friends. It's like, oh, like break it off with her at the end of perm and then she'll have her friends to like you know console her over shabbos so that's what i did and she took her like a champ could be she was a little, a little, uh, a little tipsy i don't know she took like a champ i did it over facetime which was i've never done since i just felt like i had to do it it was the first time i broke it up with someone like give me a break you know i i i felt like i had to do it face to face like a man and um yeah that was that was my uh 
That's the first time I broke up with someone. What a time. Do you remember your first breakup? I mean, like, the first time I ended things with a guy or, like, an actual breakup? Whichever way you want to answer that question. I mean, the first time I, like, ended things with a guy, I went on a terrible date. I've told the story, like, earlier episodes. Like, the guy didn't have a plan. We just literally walked all of New York City. I did not have fun. I did not want to be there. I did not want to be with him. I did not ever want to see him ever again. So he sent me a text. He's like, hey, want to do this again? And I was like, no. Um, Actually, no, my roommate helped me draft like something really nice to say. She was like, oh, yeah, it was really nice meeting you. But I just like don't think this is a match. Good luck with everything. And then he like, yeah, I was like, I did not have fun. Okay, I've stopped being as nice. Like if I don't have fun, like if it wasn't nice meeting him, I stopped saying that. But yeah, so I said that. My actual first breakup, I've only had like a couple of actual relationships. Um, Same. And so that breakup lasted like three days. It was intense, but it was also like pretty, like it was more recent than not. I mean, it was two and a half years ago, almost, almost two years ago. Yeah. Almost two years ago. When you say three days, you mean like the process of breaking up took three days? Well, the process of breaking up was probably over like a month. <laughs> Right. But because like we got into a discussion about something, then we tabled it because we didn't mm-hmm. want to have the discussion. And then finally it came up again and we talked more about it. I was sitting at a restaurant and just started bawling my eyes out Um, because that I mean, I think I knew before, but like that was like the moment that I really, really knew like this wasn't I mean, and we had been talking about getting married and like all that, like we we're five months into dating, like. We, we were talking about like serious stuff and then that's where we we just like didn't weren't agreeing and didn't want the same things and I just started crying uncontrollably in the restaurant and he's like like it, it wasn't like a heated discussion or anything I just like you know when you just like feel like yeah. oh my gosh this is it like this is it this is the end um so I just started crying uncontrollably and this actually might have been you know it's coming it's like shocking right yeah this might have actually been the start of our breaking up conversation i started crying uncontrollably in the restaurant and he's like okay let's get the check and go he's like getting me like tissues and like then we go to his car and i'm still crying uncontrollably and then he takes me home and we're sitting we like sat in his car outside my apartment building for probably a long time where i still continued to cry uncontrollably uncontrollably then I went upstairs and I wasn't even friends with my roommate at the time. Like we we're friendly, but I, we weren't like good friends. And like, she sees me, she's like, are you okay? And I start crying again uncontrollably. And then he's like, I think we went out on like a Thursday or something. He's like, okay, let's like table this conversation. We'll talk again on Sunday. I'll come to you. We'll sit down and like actually have a discussion. Um, So then like I went through my whole shop. It's just crying uncontrollably. And then Sunday we talked a lot more crying we still didn't break up we just kind of like came up with band-aids for the problems but then after that things were like super tense and like then some one thing led to another and like then we were like fighting about something because everything was super tense and like he came over on like a Thursday I think and everything was like very like so then we finally sat down like okay we need to like think about this and like next time we like go out we need to like talk seriously and like make a decision 
And then Saturday night, I called him after Chavez and we started fighting again. And he's like, maybe we should just call it and more crying. And he's like, okay. He's like, I don't want to do this over the phone. I don't want to fight over the phone. I was like getting ready to go somewhere with friends. He's like, I want you to have a good time with your night. Like, let's, let's talk about this in person. And he's like, I'll come to you tomorrow and we'll talk about it in person and then he kind of ghosted me for a day and that made everything even worse and then finally yeah he's I like was texting him and calling him I'm like are you coming you said you were coming like Sunday and he didn't and then finally he like texted me back or maybe he called me back I can't remember like Sunday night and he was like I just like he was processing his own emotions and like whatever like he didn't start crying uncontrollably like I did like everywhere but he's just like I just like needed time he's like I'll come tomorrow I I was unemployed at the time but meaning like I it was a whirlwind of it was a it was a really really weird time of my life because like Friday was my last day at my job um I had two weeks in between when I was starting my new job and then I was also moving apartments on Tuesday and then this was happening Saturday night, Sunday, and then Monday. So he came on Monday. We, like, had a whole long crying session on my couch. Um, then he helped me move boxes. Then we went out to dinner. Then it was that was the end. And there was a lot more crying. That sounds like he was uh, a gentleman about it, maybe? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't him breaking up with me. It was, like, a mutual, okay. like, yeah, this, isn't, mutual. Yeah. this isn't going to work. I was just the one crying because right, that's, that's okay i mean girls cry more than boys is that sexist to say uh, i mean he got emotional too just like yeah not like as much as me where i would just like look like we'd be like laughing about something and then i would look at him and like start crying again and he's like you have to stop crying um because <laughs> at some point he's like what good is crying gonna do like ah uh, don't tell me how to feel no <laughs> no um, i know you and then I song, like I don't want to fight no more by Alabama Shakes. No, I was like, I don't want to fight no more. So, anyways, that's what your, your story you're was making me think of. Like, you know, it's like sometimes you just need a break, you know, from the conversation. Yeah. Well, I would have liked to know that we were taking a break from the conversation because that just made me more mad. Not mad. It's just like, it's just like what's happening. I'm like, after, after five and a half months, you're just ghosting me. Like, right and then he, he didn't ghost me and then he like helped me move boxes so yeah that was that was an intense breakup and then I like fled the country um not actually I just fled New York like I was moving apartments and then I went I already had a trip planned then I was going on vacation with my friend who was also in between jobs and I don't recommend going on vacation right after a breakup it depending on what type of vacation this vacation we went to a resort and it was all couples and all I, I was just like triggering. Yeah. I was just triggered. And then I came back to New York. I started my new job. I started dating someone else pretty, pretty soon after that. Um, and then I don't think I really like emotionally processed anything. Like I thought I did. Like, you know, you think you're emotionally intelligent, you think right. you're over something, you think you're ready for something, and then you're not actually. So then after after I broke up with the next guy, then I got to process two breakups at once. So that was fun. Oh, you had one serious relationship after the other, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, one was longer than the other, but the other one was definitely more like, 
like the first one started off more casual. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just like trying to have fun for the summer, like get some boys to buy me drinks, like whatever. And then the first one I dated, I ended up staying with for almost six months and like started talking like serious stuff. And then like, yeah, that was, that was intense. And then the next one, it was more intentional from the beginning. Like we were definitely both dating more intentionally, like right out of the gate, we were more on the same page about certain things. Um, And it was definitely more like of the serious mindset, but it was just shorter in length I'm not saying like less significant. It's just like there were different relationships, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, that one was also ultimately like goal, like, and that one, like the end goal was marriage. Like the one before, like when it started, like, I was like, I don't know what this is. It does sound very stressful of breakup, uh, switching to jobs, moving all in the span and just traveling all in the span of a few weeks. That's like one a week. lot. One week. Okay. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. That's like a lot, a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't okay. Yeah. But it's okay. Now we just do things one step at a time now. (laughs) Like, don't worry, everybody. I'm moving apartments, but I'm not moving jobs yet. I mean, by yet, I mean, like, I just started my job, like, a few months ago. Um, And I I don't have any breakups going on at the moment, so. Yeah, you know, I've only had, like, two girls that I really, it was really tough for me, like, emotionally. Um, you know, and it's just, I don't, know, I don't, I don't have that much experience, thankfully, I guess, with like really intense breakups. That's good. Like there's a band I listen to that I realized like their first two albums were just breakup songs. I didn't realize, I'm like, oh, I just, just feel like the riffs and, and the music and whatever, but like every song was a breakup song. Um, so when I was in Israel, it was like a few months ago, I was just riding the buses looking out the window, listening to breakup songs, not realizing what I was doing. Um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty interesting. It gets you in your feelings. I am. You hear the right song. You hear the right song in the right moment and like, you just like feel. It's so meaningful right now. <laughs> I mean, like most of the songs I'm talking about for me are Taylor Swift, but like, right. She has some good good heartbreak songs, everybody. Like, I would but. imagine I'm not like super familiar with with her her song her catalog. I don't listen to her, but I do say that um, I'm shaking my head right now. Twenty two is a yeah. Sorry for all the Swifties that I just triggered out there. You're triggering also, me. Like, I'm a Swiftie. Also, I like John Mayer, so that's like double trigger. No, oh, I got to yeah, kick you off the podcast no-no. now. Sorry, that's a big no. Dear John's a great song though. I did listen to it. Great song. Okay. Um, so see, I just won the audience back over okay yeah but yeah yeah no I'm I don't I don't know if I talk about this that much but like I'm a pretty big Swifty I went to the Eras tour that was my whole personality for a long time I'm pretty sure that was the best day of my life and like any other good things that happen in my life are going to be second to going to the Eras tour so I definitely oh oh yeah the Eras yeah I read about this yes very hard to get tickets I hear yeah it was by like some miracle of God that I got to uh, like I got tickets. Like right. God was on my side that time. That's right. It was hashtag, a miracle. Hashtag I'm with God or something. I don't know. <laughs> God was with me. How do okay. you how do you get over breakups? Like what's your, your go to um I really don't think that you'll ever be over someone. Like if you have like significant feelings for someone, 
I really don't think you're ever going to be over them until you get more significant feelings for someone else. So, like, even now, like, it's been almost two years since I, like, broke up with the first guy. And I don't, like, I don't think about, like, I'll get, like, it's not that I miss him. And I know we broke up for a reason. Like, I'm not, I am over him in the sense of, like, I don't want to get back together. I don't want to talk to him. Where We've been no contact for a couple years, like, for a year and a half. Like, that's the move. We're, we're not, we're not in communication. He doesn't run in my circles. It'll, I don't think I'll ever see him ever again, which is fine. But you get like little memories here and there, and it's like, oh. And like, I don't think the memories would have any sort of like, I don't think I would feel as much with the memories if I like had someone that I was more into. Like, even the small things, like he lives very close to one of my friends. And I go to that friend for Shabbos sometimes. So, like, even, like, walking in her neighborhood, it's like, okay, like, am I going to see him on the street? I'm not. Yeah. But, like, it just, like, runs it. through my mind. Or it's like, oh, I went there with him. Like, it's just, like, those types of memories. It's not, like, I'm not, like, crying about it. But it's just like, oh, yeah. And it's just, like, I think those types of memories, if you are single, make you feel even more single. And I'm not saying – I have the same with – the other relationship that like I had like over it but like I'm over the breakup and I'm over the initial hurt but like mm-hmm. still like memories come up but I think like when I do like find the person I'm supposed to be with I don't think I'll like give any guys in my past like a thought or it would be like oh my yeah. gosh I, I used to go out with that guy so maybe it'll be funny at that point. Yeah, it's like funny. It's like you talk about your past. And I know like when I've like been in other stages of like talking to or dating other guys who I've been like excited about, mm-hmm. then I really like don't think about guys from my past. Yeah, I think that's that's the move that I the first time I had like a serious breakup was like six years ago, maybe. And it was really it was it was because of something that was happening in my life that like was not my fault and it was a misunderstanding, there was a miscommunication, there was a loss of trust, and that was it, right? And I was really like upset because I, I had no control of the situation and it was not my fault. Um and it was just, you know, I it was the lack of communication was my fault. But it was something I hadn't even thought about. And I'm being very vague right now, I realize. But it, it's, you That's know, fine. that one took like, you know, you, it took a while to get over that. And about a certain point, I realized like the only way I'm going to get over is if just to meet someone who has the same, just to meet someone new, you know, experience something new. And that's, how, I think I get over, you know, and then the one in January or February, it was, I thought I got over that night because again, I am still an idiot in different ways. I literally, I, I was very, very upset for like 30 seconds. And by upset, I meant I cried, right? It's okay. Real men cry, right? Uh, but I cried for like 30 seconds, and then I was like, okay, I'm good. And then I went over to my brother's house, and I like talked it out with him. I talked it out with his wife. Um, and then I, I thought I was over it, but then it turns out I wasn't, because like a month later in Israel, I'm listening to breakup songs, and I was like, oh, what is happening right now? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's like, you have, I'm definitely like a proponent of feeling your feelings. And right. any of my friends who have breakups, like, I like to say I'm an expert at dating, but I'm really not. Like, we're all just, like, faking it. Um, that's, my, and, that's my hot take. Until, until we find someone. 
And I'm just like, just feel whatever you're feeling. If you want to cry, go cry. If you want to like go party, go party. Like I just, I know for myself, like I needed the time to just like be sad. And at least with my second breakup, I feel like I wasn't really, I didn't allow myself the time. Well, for my first breakup, I definitely didn't allow myself the time because I was like moving and then I was on vacation and I'm like, I can't cry on vacation and then starting a new job and all of this other stuff. And then before I knew it, I was in another relationship. And then the next one, it was okay. Like I need to just be sad for a little while. I need to like not be like, I remember like the night it happened, like I cried on the couch when my friends came over and my roommate was here. I cried on the couch. We ordered pizza and then we went to a party like and then they were like trying to get me to have fun and I'm like I really just want to be in my bed being sad like Mm -hmm. I think you just have to let yourself feel whatever you're feeling I mean definitely don't harp on someone like months and months and months later like you have to like find ways to like move on but like for the for like a couple weeks after like let yourself be sad or like when a sad moment hits like let yourself feel it listen to that sad song be in your feelings don't let it like consume you, but like, just feel it. Right. And definitely delete their number, I would say, immediately. Oh, really? I don't delete people's numbers. Uh, don't unfollow them on social media, though. Right. So I'm actually, I'm not on social media, so that part's easy. Um, so, but definitely, I, I, that makes sense. I can't, I, I haven't had social media in a long time, but that makes sense. Don't, don't follow them and like, don't be in their life digitally or in real life or whatever like just gotta you gotta clean the way i see it you gotta i for myself i have to have a clean break it's over delete the number delete the text messages you know i i don't want i need to like immediately start the process of moving on Um, that's just how i deal with things but i don't delete i don't delete anyone's numbers because you never know when people are going to come back into your life but like definitely because my first ex we were in contact for a little while probably until I started like really like dating someone new and then we went no contact and like it was really really hard when we were broken up and trying to move on but still like talking all the time we saw each other a couple times like it's it's not it didn't help anything it just made it worse so I I I feel like it's it is part of the grieving process though like if you need to talk to him, talk to him, but like, just don't make it that a permanent thing. It is a bit of a grieving process, isn't it? Yeah. Now, do you believe in we can still be friends? No. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's nonsense. I think, you know, I think it's like the unwillingness to like make a decision to actually have it be this like severance that mm-hmm. there was a before and then after. And it's not like, oh, I, I don't want it to be so permanent. Let's still be friends. Like no, yeah. either you is or you ain't, you know. The only reason to still be friends after is if there's a chance of reconciliation. For me, the only reason to be friend not friends. I say always be friendly. That's that's where yeah, I go. Friendly I'm a friendly good. guy. I can't I can't really do a friend. I just I I I, I never yeah, it's not for me. Unless like that. like definitely not right away. If time if like a lot of time has passed. And it's like, okay, we're going to be friends. Or, like, if it's someone who I have to see in social situations, then it's better to, like... Like, I know people in, like, my community who, like, will date and then are in the same friend group. And, like, 
okay, so at first it's weird, but eventually they they are friends again. Right. But that, that is true in your community. It is, it is from my understanding, with a very limited understanding, it is a little bit different where you, you might see someone. There's there's more of a chance you might see someone, right? Like a shop's meal or something. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's different yeah. than what I'm experiencing, yeah. But other than that, I don't think right away you could be friends. Unless it was like you went on one date, you're like, oh, let's be friends and try to set each other up with like people. Like I like you as a person, it's just not it. So but it like so an actual play. like relationship, no way. No way. Here's my question for you. Is anyone really qualified to give dating advice? And hear me out. My opinion is that no one's gonna date because the people who are married, so like, well, you're not even dating, like you're not qualified to give an opinion. You're not even in it. And then the people who are dating, like, well, if you're so good on it, how come you're not married? So it's kind of like this uh, conundrum where I feel like no one's actually good at dating. Is that crazy? Um, I think it depends on what kind of advice it is. Like, I find myself, I decided I want to be a dating coach, um, nice. <laughs> but only for, guys. It, <laughs> only for guys. Only for guys. <laughs> I don't want oh, any okay. female clients. I only, right. well... I have a guy friend who's like texting me and asking me like he got set up with this girl and he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I need help. I need help. I need a girl's perspective. And I'm like coaching him on what to do. I'm like, yo, I should do this for a living. He's like, he's like, if this works out with me and her, I'll like, I'll be your, uh, I'll advertise for you. I'm like, okay. Cause like, I find myself coaching influencer. Yeah. Listen, I won't charge that much. I don't know how much the going rate for a dating coach is. I won't charge that much. I have a real job too. But I just think it's doing a service. It's not even like telling people what to do or giving advice in specific situations. It's just telling like in this scenario, like this guy was, he's like, okay, how do I come across? Like, I don't want to seem weird, whatever. I'm like, okay, send me the text before you send it to her. And I'll tell you, and he just like is a little bit all over the place. And I'm like, okay, let's like rephrase this. So it like sounds normal. And he's like, oh my gosh, this girl is beautiful. She's a model. I'm going to marry her. I'm like, no, nice. I'm like, you need to reset your mind. Not I'm like, reaction. I was like, you need to like, in your mind, you need to be like, wow, I'm, she looks really great on paper, but or she looks really great on paper and I'm really excited to meet her in person to see if it's a match. Cause he's like, Oh yeah, I know it's going to be a match. I know it's going to be a match. I know it's going to be a match. I'm like, no, you don't. Oh, I'm have like, you gone out with her at this point? No, he still hasn't gone uh, out with her. I mean, by the time you guys are listening to this, he will have gone on, out man. with her. Uh, okay. But yeah, no, he has never met her in person. I think they spoke on the phone once cause they were set up. He saw her profile, her resume or whatever. And he was like, I'm well, going to marry this. He's like, I want to marry this girl. I want to marry this girl. She's a model, like all this. She's perfect. I was like, no, 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 no. You need to change your mindset. She looks great on paper. I'm really excited to meet her to see if it's a match in person. Was she literally a model, or he just thought she was really? No, he just thinks he's. He just thinks she's really attractive. So I don't know. We'll see. So guys, if anybody wants a dating coach, I'll be. I'm happy to help you. Like, I think you'd be great. I really do. too yeah i just no, I think you'd be really good at it yeah i don't want to i don't want to coach any females i just want to coach males because i do think at least from my own dating experiences a lot of guys some of them they're probably just not that into me and like whatever but some guys i just don't think they know i think they don't know what they're doing and sure. it's like you just need to be yeah. a little bit more polished 
And like, especially in the Orthodox dating world, like girls expect a certain type of dating style, especially like if you're trying to date girls in their late twenties, early thirties, like they're, they're tired of the BS. Like they just want to the point they are used to a certain way. They just want to be treated nicely. And I feel like I don't get treated nicely a lot of times. So I want to help guys. And sometimes it's just like the guy doesn't know what he's doing. And those are the guys that I want to help because I want girls to be treated nicely. I think girls need to treat guys nicely too, but I've mostly seen and heard from my friends of the guys not treating girls nicely. And by, I don't, I don't mean like they do bad things. It's just like, they're not doing it's it's not like the proper way that we do things right and i think i I said to you when we spoke before uh last time i i've definitely heard some things in the podcast where i thought oh wait yeah i shouldn't do that um not a lot but a few things and then i've heard things all you i used to do that but not anymore nothing comes to mind specifically but we are you know there's just we're a little oblivious um a lot of the time i think yeah um but you know, I've worked with with dating coaches here and there, and it's usually when, you know, I have like it's usually when I'm trying to figure out like clarity for myself, and then, you know, you kind of talk to everyone in your in your social circle, and then you want someone objective. So yeah, definitely hire Rachel. Yeah, guys. if any guys need My help, boss. just reach out. You know where to find me. You can DM me at Shaky Situations Pod on Instagram or send me an email at Shaky Situations Pod at gmail.com. Um, I, I got to come up with my business model. So, but I'm always, I always want to help guys. Child, I think it's fair. Yeah. Firstborn child is fair, I think. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So, dope. Before we get to our wrap up segments, is there anything else that you would like to share, discuss? Um, I would say, guys, be nice, be a gentleman, and even if you think they don't appreciate it, you're just practicing for the next one. So, always, always good policy. Be nice, be respectful, and be a gentleman. I think that goes for girls too. I think just everyone needs to be nice and respectful right. when it comes to dating. Right. Take the high ground. <laughs> and listen to the song Higher Ground by Herodot Chili Brothers. Great baseline. But yeah, take the high ground. In general, take the high ground, but take the high ground. You can't lose. Okay. Is that your piece of dating advice? No. Okay. Uh, oh, it's, my first, it's my first piece of dating advice. Okay. So, so let's let's hear your, your other piece of dating advice. I, again, I don't really think I have any advice because most of the things I, I don't feel like I'm qualified to give dating advice because I, I always, I still feel like I'm learning, even though I've been in the game, as they say, a hot minute. But for my, so is the dating advice for myself? Is it something that I wish I would have learned sooner? I don't know, but I will say that something that I try to live by is just like get back out there. Just sometimes you need to take a break. Like I might take a break for a couple of weeks now. But just get back out there. And I see dating as, you know, everyone has problems in their life. Um, People have various issues that they have to deal with in their life. Nobody has it easy. But for me, dating is a problem where I always feel like I have clarity in what I need to do next. Um, And not everyone, I'm not saying everyone will feel like this. uh, But for myself, I always feel and I've always felt like I have this goal. And this goal that I have is I want to get married and start a family and have children and all that good stuff. Right? And I'm not going to get 
any closer to that by just not putting myself out there and getting back out there. And so for me, I've always had this like clarity of, I just need to keep going out. And that's very like reassuring for me because sometimes you have a problem and you're not sure what the next step is to take. You know, you're not sure, should I go this way? Should I go that way? Should I do nothing? Should I do something? Should I, you know, you don't know what to do. But with dating, I always felt like, hey, um, I have a problem. I need to meet someone. So I got to keep meeting people until I meet that someone, you know? So um, that is my advice to myself. And then maybe someone else will find that as uh, meaningful to them is that just keep putting yourself out there and, and just get back on the horse. Yeah. I like it. I should take your advice. Please do. But... It's free. <laughs> I'm not, I will not become a dating coach because no one should take my advice on anything except basketball. But, um, no. <laughs> okay. So Dove, last but not least, what is your Real Housewives tagline? Right. So I didn't know what this was. I did look up on <laughs> YouTube and suggested very interesting uh, people. I'd say mine is, I can't believe no one's taking this. And this will not make sense to you, but to some people who know me uh, a little longer than you, I guess it'll make sense. Mine is long hair, don't care. Long hair, don't care. I don't know if that, that works, if that's a yeah, in the style. Sure. Do you have long hair? Not now. I have at various I was gonna points. say it doesn't look that long. No, it's not like, long. It looks but... it looks normally. Right. At various points it has. I'm always talking about how I'm gonna grow it out. So I have had longer hair at, at various points. So long hair don't care. And I think long hair don't care is an ethos where you just you do you and don't care what anyone thinks. Just you yeah. do you. I like it. Dove, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Of course. And Sticky Situation Nation, you'll catch me next time. Bye, everybody.